Hi, I'm Julia Radhakrishnan, and this is Quadcast, a weekly series that highlights different RSOs on campus and investigates their contribution to UChicago's culture. This quarter, we will be looking into different community service organizations to find out how students are engaging with Chicago and giving back on the South Side. I sat down with Brandy Snodgrass, director of the Neighborhood Schools Program, as well as students Jessica Gigon, Ryan Murphy, and Sydney Buffon, all of whom are tutors for NSP. NSP is one of UChicago's longest standing outreach programs and provides tutoring services to schools in Hyde Park and the surrounding neighborhoods. NSP is a really big organization. So could you give me an idea of some of the different programs you have and sort of the layout of the organization? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So we partner with local schools, so public schools, private schools, charter schools, any type of school within the nine neighborhood footprint of the university. We will send students to tutor one-on-one or you could tutor in a group setting where you may have um, your own group of three to four kids that you support. And then we also have classroom assistants. So some of our tutors are hired and they actually become like partners with the teachers where they will co-teach lessons. And then sometimes they'll even teach a whole lesson, which is really cool and refreshing for the kids that are in the classroom. Those are work opportunities for those that are interested in working in schools. So we also work with a couple of community centers like the Hyde Park Neighborhood Club and the Hyde Park Learning Resource Center that are more so after school programs. So those are just kind of your general support where you may do tutoring, you may play basketball with kids. The Hyde Park Neighborhood Club has a roller derby, which is pretty cool. So you have a chance to do some fun things like that. And then we also have partnerships with government offices. So a couple of our state representatives that are here in the area, as well as our local aldermen, we even have a state senator. We have about 15 students that work in those roles. So it's a very, very small part of the program. So with those roles, students will do research, they do event support, they may do administrative supports. And then some of our tutors and assistants have actually even traveled down to Springfield with some of our elected officials, which is a really, really cool experience for those that are interested in working in government or politics. Could everyone introduce themselves and explain how you're involved in NSP? Hi, my name is Ryan Murphy. I am involved with the NSP as uh, classroom assistant in a local high school. I've been working with ninth graders in a history class. I'm Sydney Buffong. I'm involved in the like basic NSP program. I've worked in the same first grade classroom since the beginning of my first year. And last year I was also involved in the Milgram Fellowship, which is an education policy fellowship that's linked to NSP. And through that, I worked in a high school. In addition to that, uh, we also have Maroon Tutor Match. So Maroon Tutor Match is is the newest program of the Neighborhood Schools program where students are placed with a local elementary school student or high school student to conduct one-on-one tutoring. The thing that's different about Maroon Tutor Match or MTM is what we call it is that why NSP provides support during the school day typically to schools and after school centers. This program pairs are you Chicago students directly with families in the neighborhood? So you will independently make your own schedules. The family will arrange for payment and those positions uh, pay 13 an hour. And then also the neighborhood schools program positions pay 13 an hour. My name is Vanessa Gigon and I'm under Maroon Tutor Match, which is part of the NSP program. And I've been tutoring individual students since January. 
One wonderful thing about Maroon Tutor Match as well is that we have a scholarship fund. So last spring, we received a very generous donation from the University of Chicago's Women's Board for $50,000, which will end up allowing about 70 local students to receive three hours of weekly tutoring for a full academic year. So it's a great opportunity. Our goal is to definitely close the achievement gap within our neighborhoods. This donation really, really helps us to be able to do that. What made you guys specifically want to be a part of the organization? I think I just wanted to find a way to give back to the community because I was kind of interested in doing some form of tutoring, but I specifically picked Maroon Tutor Match just because I knew it was very flexible with my schedule. I'm from Portland, Oregon, which it, and I've grown up in a very like homogenous community and school environment, so I was curious to get sort of exposed to a different type of dynamic and sort of, as Vanessa was saying, give back. I really love learning. Uh, I like it more in myself than in others, so I, it's <laughs> sort of about of me wanting to learn about how other schools have worked, but I also want to help other people learn, and that's really what the NSPs were there for. One of the classrooms I was working with was for students with uh, special needs, which was a very different experience than being in one of the uh, standard track classrooms. Could you talk a little bit about why students should be motivated to get involved in local schools and why it's important for you Chicago students to give back in that way? Yes, absolutely. The greatest thing to me about the Neighborhood Schools program as it pertains to what our students get out of it is that you get access and exposure to different neighborhoods outside of like our U Chicago bubble. So as you know, the University of Chicago proper is located within High Park, but also Woodlawn. So even the Neighborhood Schools Program, which is located at 6030 South Ellis, that's actually in the Woodlawn community. So this is a great way for students to just branch out a little bit more with schools that we've built dynamic partnerships with. One of our partners is the Gary Comer Youth Center and Gary Comer College Prep. It's located on 72nd and Ingleside. We have a van that will pick you up from campus and drop you off right at that door and then pick you back up and bring you to campus. For our students, being able to uh, connect with universities outside of our immediate area, I believe is a plus. To be able to engage in environments very different than the university and your typical experience, going to class or participating in the RSOs, hanging with friends, but actually connecting with children and families on the South Side is very, very rewarding. I like to believe it's mutually beneficial for our students to just learn a lot about our, our communities and the different things that our communities are facing, as well as our residents to be able to connect and engage with our university students, which are a wonderful resource with your knowledge, with the talents that students bring into the schools. And it's a great and beautiful learning exchange that happens and a lot of discovery as well for our students um, in, in the University of Chicago and the, the kids that we serve. It is predominantly African-American, lower-income kids, so it may be their first time interacting with someone from a different race or someone that identifies as a different gender that maybe they haven't been you know, familiar with or something like that. So it's just a beautiful thing to just be able to educate the students and then also for our students to be able to share their stories and, and uh, share their talents. One thing I've heard from um, a lot of our students is that when they join NSP, this is the highlight of their University of Chicago career. It gives you a great sense of just being and just purpose and just knowing that um, you can make an impact 
on people's lives and you can make a difference in the community. So I believe that's a, a great draw that we have to the program and why honestly a lot of students, they start their first year and then they stick with the program until their fourth year. Thinking about the achievement gap, I feel like the Maroon Tutor Match program um, has collected some great data on the impact that the tutoring has on the children. Typically, the students that they work with, their grades go up to letter grades within an academic year, often a letter grade within a quarter. And for our students, it provides a leadership opportunity. So again, thinking about Maroon Tutor Match, it's completely student run. So I, as the director of the Neighborhood Schools program, also serve as the advisor to that program, but there's a whole team of six dynamic women that run that organization. And they are the ones that do the student matching, they do all the communications, they figure out who gets a scholarship. So if you're a student that is interested in just developing uh, just holistically, not just what you can give to the community, but also like what you can gain as a leader, we have great um, avenues for you to get engaged with that. When it comes to preparing a new NSP tutor to engage in a school and potentially be in an environment that's very new and very different to them, what is NSP's role and your role as a director in terms of getting them prepared for that? And can you also speak a little bit towards the workshops that you guys hold throughout the year? Absolutely, absolutely. So preparation uh, is key and, and always being aware of how you enter and exit into new communities. So the Neighborhood Schools program, we offer a series of workshops every single quarter. Typically, it's anywhere from about five to eight workshops where we invite local teachers and principals to come in and speak to our students about a range of different topics. So everything from how to effectively tutor in math and reading to supporting kids that are dealing with trauma in their communities and within their homes or working with diverse learners, ESL students. So we really try to provide a abundant set of resources for our students to tap into throughout the year. As a director, my focus is just in making sure that our students feel supported and that they feel um, very prepared and confident in going into the classroom. So if a situation arises, we have our students to go through mandatory reporter training. So if a child reports something that doesn't sound quite right, it might need to look into. We train our students on what the process of reporting is. We also support our students if anything ever arises with their students, with the teacher partner or the principal, any concerns, we make ourselves available uh, for that. And then if there are ever any ideas that our students have, we welcome those as well. We typically tailor our workshops based on what our students want to hear. So can you talk a little bit about how you engage with students so that way they're open to working with you? So last year I was working in simultaneously a first grade classroom and a mixed 10th and 11th grade classroom. And after that year, I decided that in the future, I wanted to work in elementary school age classrooms, like the younger grades specifically. I found that the first grade classroom, I came in at the beginning of the year, and very quickly, I mean, little kids are like quick to latch on to people. And so within a couple of weeks, they were calling me Miss Sydney. And like when I came in, there was one girl who hugged me every single time. And so it's easy to feel very validated by first graders. And then comparing that to my experience in the high school classroom, there are people who are a couple of years younger than me, so I don't really have the same sort of authority feel. And also just thinking back to when I was in high school, I wasn't necessarily looking for some like outsider to come in and like connect with me. So I found that 
I think, Ryan, like working with high schoolers is sort of an admirable age range for NSP. It would be admirable if I did a better job, I think. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I try, but I think that I have difficulty connecting with the student. So I do like individual tutoring, so um, I guess my problem per se would just be figuring out the personality types of the students I'm working with. So last year I worked with a student who was much shyer, but now I'm working with a new student this year, and our focus is more so getting him to focus instead of like chit-chatting and stuff. For you two who are working in more of a classroom setting, can you talk a little bit about what a day in the classroom would look like for you guys as teacher's assistants? Most of the lesson plans involve something like reading from a textbook and answering questions about what one has read. And I help them do that so they read it. And if they can't find what they're looking for, they will ask for help. And because several students are probably doing this at a given time, I can take some of the load off the teacher trying to do this. My typical day in the classroom, I'll start grading the little first grade homework assignment. So very simple, like spelling tests, that sort of thing. And then there would be like group work time and during that period I would work with the kids that were struggling a little more while the teacher just sort of moved around and helped the various other um, kids. I think one thing that was sort of hard with that was that the first graders really wanted to like spend time with me and like enjoyed seeing me which was really nice but it was sort of hard that the kids that were doing well in the class were the ones who didn't get to interact with me closely so then there's sort of that like disconnect of I'm putting in all this effort and yet I don't like get to actually mm -hmm. spend time with Miss Sydney. Do you guys have any fun or interesting stories from your times working with NSP? One kid <laughs> called me Shaggy. I'm pretty shaggy. <laughs> There's one kid uh, who, near the beginning of the year, I pretty quickly picked him out as sort of, for lack of a better term, like a problem kid. He was very disruptive and like went out of his way to make sure other people were distracted and couldn't focus on what the teacher was doing or what I was trying to explain to the people working in my group. One example was he was wrestling with a bunch of papers in his desk and the teacher told him directly, instructed him to stop doing that. And then he would wait until she like walked out of the room or looked away and he would make direct eye contact with me and start wrestling the papers in his <laughs> desk. And it like really felt like a challenge. And so that was a kid that sort of, he posed a lot of problems throughout the first couple of months. And then I went home over winter break and when I came back, he was the first kid to run up to me and be like, Hi, Miss Sydney, I'm so excited you're back. And he like, gave me a big hug. I later realized that some of it had to do with like different home challenges and that sort of thing. But it was very validating that he actually appreciated my presence there because it sort of felt like I was just someone to like feed into his, I don't know, disruptions in the classroom. So, And he also, like as the school year progressed, became more focused and diligent with his work, which I was really pleased to see. I would say consider your goals and think about how realistically you're going to be able to achieve them. Um, if your goal is to help one student learn one thing, you will definitely manage to help one student learn one thing. But you're not going to fix every problem um, that might encounter that these students will have in their lives. And you're not going to teach them everything they want to know. You couldn't, and you shouldn't be aiming for that. Um, the way that the MSP will sometimes frame this as not thinking of yourself as a savior, you're not a savior, that, that's right. Um, but I think that that's not the best way to think about this situation. Think about it as being only able to commit so much of yourself to any given task. For any student who may be listening and is thinking about getting involved in NSP, where do they get started? 
Yeah, so you can um, get started by visiting us online. So it's just nsp.uchicago.edu. Our application is available online. Um, you can come and visit us at the Student Civic Engagement Center. We're located at 6030 South Ellis. We are actively recruiting right now. So typically we do year-round engagement. So if right now is not the right time, given your academics and other things, extracurriculars that may be happening um, within this quarter. Students are encouraged to apply in the winter quarter. We do encourage folks though to get involved as, as soon as you can, especially those expecting to get paid though, because the work study allocations, we wanna make sure that um, you all have time to use those awards. It's kind of use it or lose it when it comes to work study. Also, we're always looking for volunteers and we do have a handful of paid positions right now. If you do not have work study, but are just looking for a paid job, we are um, recruiting for folks to support math and our local high schools. This quarter on Quadcast, we are trying to highlight different community service organizations on campus to help students who are looking to get involved but are not sure how. What do you think sets NSP apart from the other various organizations that exist on campus? Yeah, so I would say our, our history and track record. You know, again, the Neighborhood Schools has been around for over 40 years now. We are the program that a lot of our schools are very familiar with. It's very trusted and respected. And we have a great team that can get you trained to be able to work within the schools. We really care about our students and, and spend time with our students and making sure that you're having a great placement. And if NSP isn't the right thing for you, we're happy to find you another partner and redirect you to just get involved. We have a community that, that needs the talent that welcomes the support of our university students. And at the University of Chicago, we're located in such a, a very unique position being right on the south side of Chicago, where there is so much work that we can engage in and, and our partners are, are very excited and our constituents are very excited to welcome the university students. So we're just happy to be able to make that connection. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Quadcast. I'm Julia Radhakrishnan. Be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify so you don't miss next week's episode of Quadcast.